This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be, fashion fit for everybody. Sorry, your friend, sorry, did you just sorry, say you're sorry. <laughs> Laura's are you, about are to you freak out. <laughs> Right, Lauren, how are you? Uh, because I saw on your Instagram last weekend the funniest post, literally back to back. Started off with cheers to the freaking weekend. Cheers to the freaking weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and then just two days later, it was, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> what happened? Uh, right, so yes. I was still hung over about four days later. Bloody <laughs> I don't mean to be dramatic, but it was insane. And I realised that I didn't eat anything and that's why. And we had so much to drink. It was just one of those days we just kept drinking and I didn't eat anything because if you saw my story, you'll know that I was having a great time and I ordered this fabulous sushi and the music got real good. So everyone got up dancing all I had to eat was a big old mouth of wasabi, which I thought was avocado. So the whole restaurant <laughs> oh, saw no. me gag that out. And then I just <laughs> they got up, started dancing, and then watched the waiter take my very expensive sushi away. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I was gutted, but I was like, well, I'm having a great time. It was so good. We had a DJ there. We had a guy on the bongos. It like Everyone was just living their best life. It was insane. Uh, it was worth not drinking again ever for I think well I'm glad you have a good time and um, RIP to your liver oh I think I did the damage in uni I think it's just sort of cre- it just remembers aha I remember you alcohol you're terrible terrible <laughs> shouldn't be doing shots of Patron we're too old to be doing shots of Patron I don't even know what that is it sounds like pe- petroleum <laughs> petrol shot I don't I feel so old I don't, my god what? right okay I'm going to take you out we're going to have some petroleum <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, we get to the... Before we crack on with the rest of the episode, we have got to talk about the Met Gala, which was last week. Uh, It it was an intense couple of days to be on social media. But Mm. we know what we've got to talk about. We have to talk about Kim Kardashian. Do we? We do, because she apparently lost £16 in three weeks to fit in Marilyn Monroe's dress that she wore for JFK's birthday one when she sings, Happy birthday, Mr. President. That one, yes. Uh, because, because obviously the, the dress is 60 years old, cannot be altered. And when Kim first went there to try it on, didn't fit. So she literally essentially starved herself for three weeks to fit into a dress. She did. We say this all the time, but just to be clear, we are not anti-weight loss and anti-health. What I am anti, however, is her once again promoting her disordered eating and having a an impact on impressionable young girls and young women. And I am... I, I I feel really like I'm so conscious all the time of being like not kind of tearing other women down and not being negative, but I, I can't I can't do it anymore. I'm so fucking sick of this woman and this fucking family, <laughs> and I'm 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 so over it. Like I just don't I don't care about them or their weight loss and their endless photoshopping and the fact that they basically have made a living off of being vacuous talentless individuals and this is a woman Girl, how'd right, you feel? how'd you really feel <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just really angry about it because it's like she's basically said that for three weeks she's eaten nothing but tomatoes and she said it was either do that yeah, on or nothing. or nothing well do nothing then find another fucking outfit yeah. 
or just don't fucking tell everyone about it. Sorry, but like, I'm so... I just think that she's having such a harmful effect. Like, what what is that teaching people about what they need to look like and about, like, how weight loss can be achieved and about health? Because that is not healthy, is it? Well, this is what... This is what... When you were talking, I was thinking about you get... And, and people that are in bodies like us get berated for promoting a unhealthy lifestyle, right? All the but time, yeah. That is, in that circumstance, and I appreciate, you know, people have different opinions on the Kardashians. That's absolutely fine. I really don't care. But in that incident, she is promoting an unhealthy lifestyle because she is promoting a severe, severe diet. It's not even diet. It's, it's essentially starvation to fit into a dress. Now, let me just say... Her wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress is iconic. No matter where you sit anywhere else, it's a fashion moment. The dress is iconic. That is an iconic moment. However, the fact that she starved herself to get into it is fucking idiotic. And the other thing that has really kind of, not upset me, but just kind of, I don't know, irked me, I guess, (laughs) is that like, we've always been told, haven't we, that Marilyn Monroe was like a sort of of a curvy voluptuous size 14 to 16. She wasn't. Yeah. I knew. I knew this. I knew this. When um, it's quite funny because like when I speak to, it's always like normally older yeah. people, and I talk about what I do and what I'm passionate about, and they're like, "Well, Marilyn Monroe, look at her. She was a pinup, and she was a size 14, 16." And I'm always she like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." She wasn't. She wasn't. And like obviously that dress, it just proves it. And we've somehow got this warped like image of her being like curvy and pl- plus size. She was curvy. She had curves, but she was absolutely tiny. She was tiny, tiny. tiny but she was curvy same as Kim Kardashian Kim Kardashian is, has curves she has an, a, a, you know, a beautiful hourglass figure but the woman is tiny so is Marilyn Monroe so these pin up you know, you know I think I've even spoke to friends about it and be like oh no yeah Kim Kardashian's definitely like a size 12 guarantee if you see a pictures of Kim Kardashian standing next to other people she's absolutely tiny she's like a size eight, 6, 8 tiny 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 yeah. and I have no issue with that I have absolutely no issue with, with people in smaller bodies mm, no 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 but don't pretend that you're like the poster girl for curvy girls yeah exactly that but just also like yeah let's just not promote starvation no shall we how's, how's shall that we just not? how are we here how are we here again it you know, goes back to what we say all the time the way you look is the least interesting about you. Can we please just talk about something else other than somebody's weight loss and just stop thinking that weight loss is the most bloody wonderful thing that anyone can do? Uh, I have to say, you know, hats off to anyone that, that does lose weight and wants to lose weight for whatever reason because it's bloody hard. But that is not the way to go about it, is it? So let's just not talk about it. <laughs> Today's guest is an absolute queen who is breaking all sorts of stereotypes. In fact, she is the queen of the hashtag breaking the stereotype. Our American listeners might know her from America's Got Talent, but the rest of you might know her from her music videos and performances uh, with the likes of Katy Perry, Lizzo, Lady Gaga and Rihanna. So a big, huge go love yourself welcome to professional dancer Amanda Lookout. Amanda, you're amazing. We love you. How are you doing? Hi. Um, what an introduction. <laughs> um, I am doing amazing. I am so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. We are absolutely thrilled to have you on the podcast. Uh, before we actually get stuck in, we've got a very important question for you, which we ask all of our guests. Uh, so our favourite saying is uh, that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you so amanda what is the most interesting thing about you Ooh, that's hard because like most of my life revolves around dance (laughs) and, and what i do but i would say besides that one thing that's kind of interesting about me that surprises people is that i have six siblings 
So I come from a family of seven. Oh my goodness. And I'm the baby. <laughs> and yeah, you can imagine it was pretty hectic and chaotic in our household growing up. But um, I love them and they're very supportive. So it's nice to have a huge, a huge family um, of support around me. That sounds so much fun. Um, now, we are so excited to have you on the podcast because we love, like Lauren said, about how you're like breaking stereotypes of what the traditional dancer looks like. Um, so tell us all about your love of dance and like when it started and like I want to know about the judgment you face as well because it hasn't been that easy for you has it uh no (laughs) (laughs) definitely not um but okay I'm gonna try to keep it short because I can talk forever about this I feel like I go on (laughs) rants for hours but I started dancing when I was two so I've been dancing pretty much my whole life. I'm 21 now, so 19 years. And I started originally, actually, because my two older sisters were in dance growing up. And my mom would take me to the studio all the time. And I would be bouncing around in the lobby to the music. I'd be staring through the window. <laughs> and she just took notice and uh, observed that and thought, oh, maybe I should put Amanda in dance, too. Maybe she'll like it. And as soon as I tried it, I loved it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I want to do this forever. And I wanted to become a professional or decided to to take it more seriously when I was maybe around nine or ten. And that also happened to be the time where I started to notice people looking at me differently or saying things about me and treating me differently because of my size in dance. So both those things kind of happened simultaneously. And um, I remember I say this story all the time. So if you've heard it before, if you happen to know me and I've heard it before, I'm sorry, but it's very (laughs) important and pivotal in my my life and also especially my dance career. But I had a studio director when I was, I think, 11, maybe kick me out of his studio because my body type didn't fit his vision is what he said. Didn't fit his vision. It just breaks my heart. That really breaks my heart and pisses me off. That's so damaging, like, to a child. That's something, you know, you said, like, that happened to you 10 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't forget that. Such a fundamental age, isn't it, where you're kind of, like noticing your body and like changes mm-hmm. and things like that and you know like I think like dance is for everyone like even like me like me growing up like I love dance but I always felt like I was never actually good at it like you are <laughs> but I always felt like it wasn't for people like me and that yeah. is so that is so sad but thank god that you carried on mm-hmm. what happened after that yeah um so when that happened that was such a shock to me because he was someone that I looked up to that I was inspired by that I just I respected him so much and I thought he respected me as well. So for him to to do that was very shocking. And it definitely took a hit um, on my self-esteem and and my confidence in myself. And I think without my mom, I say this all the time and I'll say it probably 800 times in this interview. But um, I'm just so grateful to have my mom because she's so supportive and so um, like motivating to me. And she kind of had to give me the tough love and be like, okay, Amanda, this happened. It's horrible. And you can be upset. And what he did is ho- is wrong and messed up. But you can't change it. He did what he did. And he's going to feel the way he's going to feel. But don't let that affect you and what you want to do. But then after that, you know, I kept dancing, kept training. And about two years later, I moved to L.A. And then my first week in L.A., I went to a red carpet and got told by a famous fitness guru that I needed to lose 20 pounds if I wanted to be successful. Uh. Uh, in front of everyone. What a dick. I was 13. <gasps> oh, Amanda, that breaks my heart. What yeah. an absolute dick. And it was like, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> the, the warmest welcome. That must be, must have been really strange. So like we obviously like we're, we're from like, you know, near London, like we're, 
you know, Kent girls, we don't know much about the LA lifestyle, but for us, it seems like it's very, oh, is this a bit harsh to say, like quite superficial and like people are like quite judgy and stuff like that. How, like, how do you deal with that and like other people's opinions? Because I mean, even now you're still getting like, you know, people commenting and saying things like, like, you're a good dancer for your size. Like, no, bitch, you're a fucking brilliant <laughs> dancer, period. Right. Like, right. no, like, how do you, yeah, like, it must be hard to to kind of handle that, especially where you are in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely LA, that is true that it is more superficial and, and judgmental, but there are good parts of it. I don't want to completely <laughs> hate on LA <laughs> yeah. and the industry. You know, I'm very lucky to be here and I, yeah. it's given me amazing things. So grateful, but yes, it, it needs it needs some work. But um, <laughs> I think as far as how I, as far as how I deal with it, I think overall, one, I am a confident person. And even when I am having those down moments or those bad days, because everyone has them, if you say that you love yourself all the time, that's unrealistic. Um, Mm. but even when I do have those moments, I've learned how to pick myself back up pretty quickly and how to, you know, get myself back to a positive place. And I think I, I deal with it so well because I'm so passionate about what I do that at this point, if someone tries to make me stop dancing, it's not going to happen because I love it so much. Like no one could say anything that is going to make me go, Oh, I'm just going to stop because there's, there's no way. And also I've gotten in the mindset of, even though it hurts in the moment, I don't want to let them win overall, you know, quote unquote win if I were to stop um, because that's what they want to happen. So, you know, I let their comments go in one ear, out the other. That's your opinion and you can have it, but I'm not going to let your opinion affect me. I've I've no doubt as well that you will have inspired so many people to get into dance and to think that like dance is for them because like I I think like I said before I always felt like it was like an exclusive thing something that we've kind of been speaking about a lot on the podcast and that we're both kind of learning as well is about moving our bodies not because you like you hate them but because you like because you want to like for joy and for movement so like we were always taught when we were younger that exercise was always like for a punishment or for burning calories and like oh Mm -hmm. like shredding and stuff and actually like and I can see on your face like now and when you dance it's pure it's it's for joy isn't it it's for happiness yeah yeah (laughs) um I I definitely I dance because it it makes me the happiest and it's a I feel my truest self when I dance like that's me in my truest form like that's Amanda when I'm dancing that that is me and my most genuine authentic self and I I love it so much and I think I think you can tell when I dance how much I love oh it. Oh my god! You come like you come alive like we're watching these videos and everyone who's yeah. listening, please just like YouTuber go on Amanda's <laughs> Instagram whatever and just oh you do the move and it's so sexy as well and this is the thing and this is what I found you know with um with Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls it's like you're seeing women who look like you dancing but being sexy as well and I just oh it's yeah you come alive when you dance I love that that's your most truest Amanda I love that (laughs) so tell us you've had some amazing opportunities haven't you to to dance the likes of like Lizzo Rihanna who did Rihanna's Fenty show like how like how was was that like it must have been incredible uh yeah I'll start with Lizzo because I know you guys love her and so do I um she was amazing so I got to dance with her at Coachella in 2019 so about three years ago and she she's exactly what you would expect like how she is online or on tv or interviews and things like that that's how she is in person as well she's very out there and outspoken and confident and you know unapologetic and funny and she's just exactly what 
you would think. And, and she was so sweet to us and so nice. And I love her. And I'm so grateful that we finally have like a plus size pop star that shows their body that isn't trying to change it, isn't trying to hide yes. it, you know, isn't ashamed of it. Um, and I, I love it. And I think it's helping so many people. And as far as the experience, it was it was amazing. And everything that you would expect from Lizzo. Like, I mean, this is amazing. Awesome. To perform at Coachella, first of all, is such a ridiculous opportunity. That's amazing. And then mm-hmm. obviously to perform with our Lord and Saviour Lizzo. Like, that's just awesome. <laughs> our Lord and Saviour. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, legit. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it, it was absolutely amazing. And then, yeah, Rihanna. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Oh, my God. She... Uh, it's probably my favorite. I don't even like calling it a job, but it was a job that I've ever done. <laughs> and I've gotten to do the show twice, which like not only did I get to do it once, I got to do it twice. That's, That's crazy. Um, amazing. But uh, she's she's amazing. And she is just such a powerful person. I feel like when I see her and I think of her, I think power and empowering as well. Um, mm. She's just so confident in who she is. And I love her brand and the show. And I mm. truly think it's one of the most inclusive shows and diverse shows out there right now. Absolutely. And she Absolutely. is truly doing her yeah. best to make every, every person feel seen and make them feel like they can be beautiful and, you know, they're perfect the way they are. And I think the show, like being a part of it, let alone watching it, just watching it, I'm inspired. But being a part of it, it it makes me proud of myself and who mm. I am and what I stand for. And I'm so lucky that I can be a part of a show that has the same messaging as I do and, and has the same morals and is aligned with my thoughts and my beliefs um, that everyone's beautiful and everyone deserves to be seen and represented and I just love it so much and also the dancing in the show is amazing and Paris Goble choreographs it who is one of my favorites and yeah the show whenever I do it I just walk away feeling so so empowered I think that's the word for that show is empowering definitely yeah I feel that that as well like we we talk a lot on the show about representation and I think you know growing Mm -hmm. up we didn't really see people that look like us in the magazines or on tv and Mm -hmm. films unless they're kind of like the butt of the joke as such and so when you see like (laughs) Rihanna's um like the Fenty show I think what's so powerful is not just the representation, but also that, that it's coming from somebody in a position, like you said, of, of power, but in a smaller body, in a kind of, we talk about like privilege when you talk about like smaller bodies and things like that, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're more socially acceptable. But yeah. for, yeah, so for some, for me, for someone like Rihanna, who's like so beautiful, but obviously in a slimmer, smaller mm-hmm. body to advocate for us kind of plus size girls and say, well, actually, like, sorry, but beauty comes in all sizes and shapes. I just mm-hmm. love that. And like, she did the same with the foundation, didn't she? Like, mm-hmm. so like with the ma- her makeup line. So to think that like, yeah, we weren't being catered for. I think I think there's still like a really big way to go in terms of normalizing people in bigger bodies, like living their best lives and doing things. Um, but we have we have come a long way. And I think things are changing sort of slightly for better, thanks in part to, to people like you. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Well, I was going to say, when you were talking about the Fenty show and what that means to you as a viewer, like... How does it feel? So you were on stage at Coachella. There's no bigger stage. You were on stage at the Fenty fashion show. There's probably, you know, one of the biggest fashion shows that we got at the minute. But you're part of that. And you've got people, you know, like me and Laura, like the wonderful people that listen to our podcast looking and being inspired by you. Like, is it too much? Is that too everywhere? Or is it like, do you know what? This is awesome and I love yeah, it. it. I mean, it is crazy. And, and knowing that so many people watch what I do and, and support what I do is fantastic. And I'm so grateful to have those people that are supporting me and are there to back me up and lift me up, you know, maybe when I'm having a bad day. But it can get a little bit, I don't want to say pressure, 
but I because I don't feel pressured to do anything, but I do feel a sense of like uh, responsibility because I know that I I am that person of representation for a lot of people. And so I know that what I do isn't just representing me and it's not just for me. It's for so many, you know, hundreds, thousands of people or whatever that look to me to to represent them and to do them justice in a way. Um, and so I do feel responsibility, but it's not pressure. But I also feel like that's why I'm so passionate and why I'm so hardworking and determined is one, because I love what I do, but also I know I'm doing it for all the people that can't and that haven't had the same opportunities that I do or things like that. You know, when I when I get a win, I win for everyone oh. behind me as well or everyone that supports me too. So it's, it's not just me. And, and I think it's selfish to think, oh, I, I got a job, a win for me. You know, it's a win for everyone that has fe- felt judged or um, bullied or discriminated against because of their appearance. Um, so it's a win for everyone. Oh my God. That's the most perfect thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I think you're so inspiring, honestly. You are. I watched some of your interviews, like obviously before you come on the podcast, and like you're just the most genuine person. But you are so inspiring, mm. and I think Thank yeah, you. you just you just radiate joy, and I just love you. Can you be yeah. our best friend, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm down. <laughs> Sadly, though, with the, the achievements and 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 all the good stuff that happens, there is like the downside, like trolling as well. Like I know mm. that you've had your fair share of that, um, and I know that one of the things that you spoken about before and it's something that I experience quite a lot as well is uh, people talking about you promoting an unhealthy lifestyle Ugh. <laughs> the yeah. eye roll you can't see the eye roll but it was the eye roll heard around the world like, <laughs> it really pisses me off because it's like I'm just existing like we're all just existing in bigger bodies and I think I think that's why we love you and we loved um the Lizzo's you know watch out for the big girls so much is that when they were talking about like dance and that and they were talking about fitness as well they're like oh just to be clear this is not for weight loss we, we want to be strong like we're not you know we're not shredding like that kind of thing mm. and like I know so many people that are skinny and really unhealthy like whether they're like you know like their diet's poor or like they don't exercise or they smoke or they do drugs or whatever but I think it's fair to say that we live in a society that like does glorify like skinny and it's all about thin isn't it and skinny again I think that's changing but that just really 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 pisses me off I think it's lazy when people assume that like we're promoting anything when we're just just existing and like you've spoken about it before like you're healthy like you're like you're dancing all the time I am I am dancing all the time I'm always moving and still people yeah have their claims that oh you're you're so unhealthy you're eating McDonald's every day I'm like first of all you wouldn't know do you know my life no and second <laughs> yeah. of all I'm not um, but you just assume that because you have horrible judgment and you make stereotypes and assume things about people. Um, but it's really, I did a video on this, I think maybe like a year and a half ago or something like this. But I was talking about how I hate when people are so quick to say that the body positivity movement promotes obesity and unhealthy lifestyles. Because all, I know at least for me and a lot of my fellow plus size creators, fat creators that I know, we are not promoting anything. The only thing we're promoting is self-love, number one, and fair treatment, number two. That's it. That is all we're promoting. I am not going out of my way telling the people that follow me, you should want to be fat. You should, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. All I'm just saying is that if you are fat, you deserve the same life that thinner people get. That's it. It's just about being fair and treating everyone with respect. Yeah. 
And why is that so hard for some people to understand? I don't, it, it really does baffle me. Like, you, I just think people must be really sad or stupid to not understand that concept. But I think it's, it's, what, it's this thing that we always talk about is this ingrained thought of diet culture and fat phobia. But we do live in this world that is like healthy equals slim. And that's what, every, Jen, that's what everybody thinks. And everyone's got this like internalized fat phobia. So you could be a you know semi nice person and still think that but that's that's what how mad that is and this is why we need people like you Amanda and, and you know people in bigger bodies and fat creators and stuff showing the world that you can be healthy and dancing your ass off on stage for 3 hours healthy endurance my goodness um, and be in a bigger body we need more like that we need more re- that's why representation is so important because we need that to stop the the false lies that is healthy equals slim it doesn't yeah i just think a person's health is between like them and their doctor and like you said like people don't know like they don't they're not watching you every day watching what you eat they don't and like mind your business like literally like fuck off it's nothing to do with you right my body is none of your concern exactly that yeah i almost like want to get to a point where like Obviously, you know, like it's a bit kind of hypocritical for me, like saying this, having you on the podcast. But I always want to get to a point where like it's just what like, we don't talk about it. It's just like it's just Amanda's another dancer. Like I almost feel like why are we kind of so, oh, my God, look at her. She's amazing. Like obviously you are. But like, why do we make such a thing of it? Like, why isn't it just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like diversity. Yeah. Amazing. Inclusivity. Yeah. Cool. No, absolutely. And I think that kind of goes back to like the backhanded compliment. Actually, I'm not even going to call it a backhanded compliment. It is not a compliment. <laughs> it's not a compliment. When people say, no. <laughs> oh, you're so good for a big girl. Or I wasn't expecting that. What am I supposed to say to that? Like, oh, you yeah. thought I was going to be horrible. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Like you wouldn't get these jobs. You're not getting these jobs because people feel sorry for you. You're getting these jobs because you're good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so we need your tips, right? You 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 come across very confident and the things that you've said today, like honestly, I want to put them on t-shirts. They're so inspiring. <laughs> so we need some confidence tips, I think. And what you said earlier about, mm-hmm. you know, people having opinions of you and, you know, you just not taking them into account. That's brilliant. So any more confidence tips for us? I would say, yeah, first of all, just touching on the opinions thing. I want to clarify that, yes, people's opinions, they still... They still might affect me in the moment. Of course, if someone says, you suck, you're worthless, you're miserable, you're never going to be successful. I am not in that moment just going to be like, okay, okay, fine, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) You know, of course, that's going to like sting a little bit and it Mm, might hurt for a little bit. But I've just gotten better at turning that around faster. And within like an hour, two hours, maybe one day, I'm like, why? Why do I care so much with this random person thinks? Why, why am I letting it have so much power over me? So it's not that you can't let it affect you at all, because mm. I think that's also unrealistic. Yeah. Because if, if someone is telling you something negative, of course, you're going to naturally have a reaction. It's just getting over it quicker and letting getting it out of your head quicker. So just kind of making that process faster. Um, that's what I've gotten better at. Um, and as far as more tips, I just think I've learned that when you truly live your life confidently, people people see that. And I think people will stop, they won't stop attacking you because people still bully me, but I've noticed less people do because they see that I truly love myself and I'm so confident. They're like, it's not even worth it. Like, she, it's not going to affect her. 
a lot of the time people just want a reaction don't they and I think a lot of it it does come from from sadness um and jealousy as well when I first started like moving into the world of like being a content creator rather than just you know like posting my bakes and stuff after the the show um I was really struggling with uh some negativity and some horrible trolling comments like really nasty stuff and Mm -hmm. I was chatting to a lady called Callie Thorpe who's who's been around for ages she's a plus-size model influencer she's absolutely gorgeous human and she was saying to me that a lot of the abuse that she gets uh, she was like this might surprise you she's like but a lot of the abuse I get and I no doubt you will get is from other plus size women and I was so shocked by that I was like what what and then she explained it she was like because they kind of see you in a bigger body living your best life and being happy and they don't get it because in a way it's not their fault because I think we have all been kind of told and it's been ingrained in us that to be successful to be happy to be fulfilled to be whatever you have to be slim so I think they see the like kind of me and you and other people doing well and they're like what no oh no don't like that and it's like I don't know if it's a mix of like jealousy or confusion or whatever but I have found that a lot and and I think it's yeah it's really sad but like you say I think when you when you do get horrible comments it's like yeah it's very easy for other people to just go oh just brush them off and like Mm -hmm. I think I have gotten definitely better at it like when people are lazy with it just like oh fat bitch it's like oh how original well done (laughs) Um, but they do they do affect you of course you know like but Mm -hmm. you do develop a a thicker skin um but I just think the world like you said before needs to just be more accepting like some people are fat and some people are thin and can we all just let people live Right, so you know last week we were chatting about Simply Be's amazing fit, like they're all about the fit. Um, They have just launched a beautiful new campaign that's all about celebrating how amazing a good fit can make you feel. Yeah, I absolutely love this campaign. I had a sneak peek of it when I was at the Simply Be headquarters in Manchester a couple of weeks ago. Um, (laughs) It's got four incredible women in it. Um, One of the ladies is called Trina. She's It's Trina Nicole on Instagram. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. She's amazing, isn't she? So she's a plus size queen. So she's a dance teacher, she's a dance right? teacher. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I just love this ad because it's just so empowering, uh, celebrating diversity without a sort of hint no of tokenism. tokenism. Um, no. Yeah, and I love this campaign because I think, like growing up, I couldn't find clothes that fit like at all um and now to not only find clothes that fit me but also like actually fit yeah, me as yeah, in like yeah. do you know what i mean it's my like, size that plus also just... it fits my body it's yeah yeah love and that. i love simply be for that i think they're so empowering i'm so grateful to them um for kind of like believing in like this podcast yeah. um and like really since the beginning like i think three weeks into bake-off they messaged me and were like we would really like to oh work my with God, you I love that. so yeah they're just doing amazing things and we are so happy to have them on board and to have their support with the podcast so definitely watch out for the campaign because it's bloody brilliant so yeah big thank you for for sponsoring the podcast but also for making these kind of changes in the fashion industry that you know making clothes that like we just said that are my size but also fit uh i just love i just love they are pushing the industry forward and we love to see it if you fancy buying something from the simply be website you can use our code pod 20 and get 20 percent off that's p-o-d and the numbers two and zero you've got to talk us through your hashtag hashtag breaking the stereotype <laughs> you are doing it and i'm loving it and just tell us more about it <laughs> sure um so hashtag breaking the stereotype is something i created geez what five or six years ago 
That's crazy to say because on one hand, it feels like I created it yesterday. And on the other hand, I feel like it's been a part of me my whole life. Um, it's like both, weirdly, a mix of both. But yeah. I created it originally very like on a whim. I, I feel like sometimes people think I like sat down and made a PowerPoint presentation and <laughs> did a whole like diagram of like, OK, I need to create a hashtag that's going to. Yeah. And it was very much not like that. I literally was on my way to dance. My mom was driving and I was like, huh, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw one of the people I was following and one of my friends had a hashtag she would kind of put at the end of her posts. And I saw that and I thought, oh, that's an interesting concept, like having your own little hashtag you add at the end of your posts. I, I liked it a lot and I liked the idea. And so I wanted to create mine, but I knew that I wanted mine to have a little bit more meaning to me. And I wanted it to kind of summarize what I want to achieve with my dancing and just me as a person. And I came up with breaking the stereotype because it's very self-explanatory, but there are a lot of stereotypes I don't fit into, especially in my profession of dance and the entertainment industry. I'm constantly being told I don't have the right body. I'm too fat. I'm not pretty enough. I don't whatever it is, whatever they might say. And I've always just been told I don't fit in and I'm never going to make it. And so I created it more for me originally and just to put it at the end of my post to be like oh this is my little my little tag um <laughs> and I didn't expect it really to go anywhere I didn't even know if people were gonna realize I was doing that but people responded really well to it and it just kind of blew up and I think it's because so many people can relate to that even not plus size people I just can't wait to see where it goes in the future um I'm I'm working on some stuff it's, it's probably gonna take a while but I'm working on some stuff for it so, oh, can very you, exciting. Can you give us a little hint? Um, I will say, what am I working on? I'm, I'm working on taking it farther, making it bigger, okay. um, possibly traveling. Um, that's all I'll say. But oh, it's in the very I'm beginning gonna say, If you're coming stages. to the UK, can we hang out, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Absolutely. <laughs> literally love this i'm so here for the representation and i just want to live in a world where everyone feels included no matter what they look like no matter who they want to kiss or marry or whatever i'm so bored of just like seeing one type of beauty and it's again it's not for me it's not about saying like the victoria's secret models or the kind of you know like the fashion models they're not it's not saying oh they're not beautiful i don't want to diss them like they're great they're great but like are we not just a bit bored of just seeing that one We're body type yeah like let's celebrate difference as well oh love this all right we've got to get back to dancing because we need to know so you said you've been dancing since you were two years old but uh things took a turn a couple of years ago when you went on america's got talent and you were buzzed by heidi klum i have issues <laughs> but i'll move on tell us a little bit about america's got talent because that's awesome um yeah i feel like america's got talent was definitely a show that a lot of people watched growing up it's like oh like so cool magicians and singers and <laughs> acrobatics and and whatever it may be um i just i grew up watching it and it was always really cool and um they actually reached out to me um i had auditioned a few years before I got on so before you you've seen what you've seen I auditioned a few years prior I didn't get on um I didn't even get to dance in front of the judges because you have to go through like producers first mm. um so I didn't even get in front of that but the second time they actually reached out to me and they were like hey we'd love for you to audition you can go right in front of the judges um I I did my dance and yes I got buzzed by Heidi Klum in the middle of it I've moved on 
you know good I'm, I'm doing that, you know, I haven't doing, yet but doing, that's fine you have <laughs> you know I'm like it's one person's opinion I have no like malicious intent no. or like I'm not holding a grudge you know that was her job she's a judge she can do whatever she wants I went there willingly so I might not agree with it but we respect her we respect her wrong opinion it's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone can have their opinion do yeah. I agree with it no mm, um, <laughs> But no, no, no negative intent towards her. But um, I was very grateful to go on the show. And even though, you know, I went, I made it through, but then they ended up not having me do the next round or I got cut or, or whatever happened. So I only got my one performance, really. But even that, I was so grateful for the opportunity. And I know that a lot of people would love to be on that stage. And you do get in front of so many new people. And honestly, more than anything, the thing I took away wasn't like, I got more popularity or, or what I can add it to my list of things I've done it really wasn't like that to me for me what I took away and what I was most grateful for is that I know I reached a lot of people that I probably wouldn't have reached without it so I was I know that I inspired a lot of people and people were so um complimentary of me and my performance and I was just so grateful for the opportunity and you know Simon Cowell was really sweet to me he came backstage and talked to me after and I was a little surprised in the moment too (laughs) yeah I was, I, like, I was like, Simon's the one that likes me the most. That's kind of shocking, but it. thank you. Like, thank you. You also really surprised people when you featured in the live action remake of Little mm-hmm. Mermaid as well. What was that? Is so cool. <laughs> we're very jealous. We basically were mermaids in another yeah, life. I'm 100%. pretty sure of it. I, although I also <laughs> describe myself as a fat white Moana yeah, because do. I just love. <laughs> I love the water so much. Um, but yeah, talk us, tell us all about that. What's so amazing is I know personally that growing up, if I would have watched this and seen a Disney plus size mermaid, that that would never happen. That would have never happened growing up. And it didn't. And so I was just I just kept imagining like the seven, eight year olds or whatever age you are. You can be any age just seeing a plus size mermaid that she's not a joke. She's not there for funny. She's not there to say, I hate my life. I'm miserable and I want to change myself. <laughs> yeah. She's there existing, looking beautiful, a mermaid. And she's not the villain as well. Cause let's not forget Ursula is the villain. Ursula. Right. right. Yeah. Um, that's all we've known, isn't it? It's like in, in Disney. They're the villains. Yeah. I just love that. Like you were saying about that narrative. Like we see it a lot. I know we were talking about it on a previous episode, but do you watch This Is Us? Yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. part of it. My friend, um, Chrissy Metz. I, I love her. Your friend, sorry, Chris, sorry, sorry. Did sorry. you just say your friend, Chrissy Metz? Are you, <laughs> Laura's are you about to freak Chrissy? out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God. I met her. Actually, Can wait. Okay, I need, to, I need to tell this story. I need to tell this story because now that I know you love her, I also love her. But I went, this was maybe 2017, a long time ago, five years ago. I went to this like plus size uh, clothing event that I was invited to. And I was like, okay. And it, don't get me wrong. The clothes were amazing, but it was wasn't a huge like a list it wasn't that it was very small like you know whatever and I go and this person she comes up to me and she goes oh you're that dancer right the one that like whips her hair and I was like I was like yeah and she was like oh Oh my god I'm Chrissy like blah blah blah. and I was like oh my god and we took a picture she posted it oh my god like she was acting like I was the famous person and she was meeting me and I was like uh okay um and I remember I walked outside and I went to my mom my mom was outside and I'm crying and she's like what happened who said something (laughs) and I was like she knew my name and I was freaking out because this was still in the very like very early stages of me dancing and like 
I, I hadn't really done much yet. And so I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Um, so that's just my story. But yeah, she's amazing. She's super sweet. Um, but I had to share oh that now God. that I know Can that you, you love her. You've literally me. changed Laura's life. Laura is obsessed <laughs> with her. I just love her so much. And like, yeah, so I was just talking about like, so at the beginning of This Is Us, like I feel like the mm-hmm. whole storyline was all about like her storyline was all about her weight yeah. and it kind of like I didn't do you know what I didn't even bother me I didn't even think about it and I actually found it very interesting as someone who grew up fat and so seeing kind of Chrissy's storyline like I, I just cried nearly every episode I just really related to, to her but then I read somewhere online someone was saying like why is her com- entire narrative based on that like does she not have like issues and relationships and other stuff going on and I think the writers have picked up on that now and so now it was briefly mentioned like because we're in the last season now but um Mm -hmm. there's kind of not been so much emphasis on it and that's that's what we want we don't want it to like do we, I want to see representation but I just want them to just be like it's just normalized and not be, like made a big thing yeah. off like our whole plot does not have to revolve around our size and our appearance um, and I think kind of going off of that sometimes people ask you know where do you want to see the dance industry or the entertainment industry in five years ten years and I always think that sometimes people might expect me to say I want way more plus size people in in entertainment and in dance and yes of course like obviously but what I really want what my end goal is is I want to be able to go into an audition and not be kept because my weight and not get the job because of diversity and inclusivity but also not to be not to not get it because of my appearance and them saying oh you're too fat or you don't have the right body I just don't want my body to be part of the discussion because you're a good dancer if you're a good dancer and it's not for your sides. It's not to fill a checkbox, a tick to be like, oh, we're inclusive. Um, but I also don't want it to not get it because of it. So it's kind of that balance of like, why are you talking about my body in the first place? It's so true, though. Like tokenism is real, isn't it? And like we see it a lot in the kind of body positivity space where like, so like, you know, body positivity originated like in the 60s with the fat liberation movement. And it was predominantly for like, you know, black and queer women and, and Jewish yeah. women as a kind yeah. of like way of, of saying like, hey, we deserve the same rights as everyone else. And then mm-hmm. it kind of got overtaken a little bit by brands trying to make money. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that Abercrombie and Fitch documentary that was on Netflix, but they, even they were like doing this body positive campaign a few years ago and it's like (laughs) fuck you like you literally made millions on the back of millions of girls and boys eating disorders right um and it's yeah in the name of tokenism and like we'll often see that in like a lineup now and i don't know if it's just kind of the same in the us but in the uk where you've got like a brand doing a an inclusive range that stops at like a size 18 and there's like one you know normally kind of like one model that's that's plus size and she might be mixed race and that's literally that's it and it's just tokenism and it just it just really irritates me like I just yeah I just think it should be like you say exactly you should get the job because you're the best person for the job it just shouldn't even be a thing should it but we need to be able to get women like Amanda and people in our kind of bodies in the room to start with so this is when it comes to these opportunities and it not being tokenism we need people to be in the room for this so you kind of talked about there what you want for your um like your idea of dance in the future in the entertainment industry so there are probably going to be people you know maybe people listening to our episode and stuff who want to dance or want to move or want to go into a career that previously Mm -hmm. hasn't been very synonymous with our body type so something in fitness or personal training or something like that so 
you know, you now, what are your tips for those dancers, for those people that want to do that? Mm -hmm. So we can change this industry in the future and get the people in the room to start with. Yeah, I think it comes from, and I'm not putting the blame on them because I completely understand it. It's because of the society we live in and because people have made them feel like they have to be this way. But I think a lot of people are scared Mm. and they're, they're holding themselves back almost. And they're scared to take the risk because they're like, oh, people judge me or people are going to say something or or whatever it may be. And again, I'm not blaming them for not doing it because they're probably right, which is the sad part. You know, people might say something to you. People might judge you. But at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather take that risk and try doing what you love and trying new things than to grow up and to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have just tried it. Or I wish I would have pursued what I was passionate about. You know, who knows where I could have gone. And I would hate for people to grow up and keep thinking, what if? What if I did this? What if I did that? Um, and so I just, I, my advice is to not be scared and to try new things. And if you really love it or you're interested in it, um, just go for it. And if someone says something negative about it, then try. I know it's hard. It's easier said than done. But just try to ignore it and try to have the mindset of, you know, well, I'm trying something new. I'm trying what I love. And if they don't like it, that's on them. They're probably going through something themselves. They probably don't have the bravery that I do, the confidence that I do. So I just think we don't have time to waste. And I think too many people are scared. And it's valid to be scared. Oh, I love that. Amanda, we've absolutely loved chatting to you today. I could probably talk to you for literally hours and hours and hours. Thank you so much. You're so inspiring. And we wish you all the best. I'm sure you've got just so many exciting things ahead of you but thank you so so much for coming on oh thank you for having me this was so much fun and hopefully i get to talk to you guys again in the future oh my god and yeah thanks for having me i've got a great piece of news that one of our listeners dm'd us laura um so google is now letting you limit ads about weight loss this is just excellent so apparently you've been able to do this for a year and a half for alcohol and gambling Um, But they've just introduced it for parenting, pregnancy, dating and weight loss. This is awesome. Yeah, that's literally music to my ears. Because a lot of the time, I don't know, people say that my content, uh, they'll see my content and then right after they'll see don't like weight loss ads. Because I think like, I don't know why that they just seem to be synonymous with each other. Or if there are any articles about me, Mm. then there's always generally a weight loss ad. And I I can't control that. And I find that very frustrating. But just from a personal thing as well, like I don't want to see weight loss ads. And I also don't want to see stuff about pregnancies and baby stuff either, really, because... Like, I, I have come to terms of it now, I think. Mostly, I still have my wobbles. But I also, like, I still do find pregnancy announcements quite yeah, triggering. Yeah, like, I just don't want to see that. And, like, this is so welcome. Like, about fucking time, but brilliant, don't you think? Yeah, so even for me, I don't even know if I want children. And you see ads for about pregnancy stuff or babies and stuff, and you always be like, oh, like, you know, tick, 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 tick in my womb right there. Um, so I don't <laughs> love it. So I love it. But for weight loss, it's just brilliant because... You know, for people that have grown up with disordered eating and or, you know, eating disorders to see adverts about weight loss, which are usually very harmful products. Right. It's just yes. it's just ridiculous. and We don't need it. And, and 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 they cause way more harm than good. And I say good in inverted commas because I don't know what the good of them is like just stop. So I think it's I think it's brilliant. It's long overdue, but better late than never. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know. We are so used to seeing them um, and I think it just feeds into that whole, like, you know, we talk about diet culture. It's about feeding on people's insecurities, often not with their best interests at heart. It's just about making money, isn't it? And so I just think that this is really, really positive step forward for giving people freedom to kind of like 
live their lives and not be bombarded with that shit and not also like have that kind of in their heads thinking like if you're seeing that kind of rhetoric all the time you can't help but like digest it can you i think it's going to be really empowering and i really hope that it empowers a lot of you listening too um if you do actually want to opt out of the ads um then you can go to your google account settings and then where it's uh, data and privacy menu on the left you go to the ad settings and then underneath the sensitive ad categories click on the topics that you want to limit all right so it's a complicated process right so i think we'll probably put it on instagram <laughs> click here do this run here uh so we'll put it on instagram so um it's easy because i think honestly everyone should do it and share it so you can you know tell your friends to do it as well if they if they think they're going to be negatively impacted by weight loss ads now thank you thank you so much for listening if you want to get involved uh, on socials and join our wonderful community we are at go love yourself pod on instagram or just search for go love yourself community on facebook see you next week see you next week love you bye yeah you can cut that bit <laughs> <laughs> That was Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.